0: It's been said that nothing is more financially educational and entertaining than the total financial hour. Except, possibly, two total financial hours. <gasps> you don't mean... Yep. The total financial hour with host of Hallaby is now two hours. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Oh, my gosh. Great Scott! Learn about your financial power. The total financial hour. Uh, two hours. With host of Hallaby. Sundays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Here on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Eric Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach, protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Eric Halaby has your answer. So no, the Total Financial Hour, you're listening to me, Eric Hallaby. On the Total Financial Hour on AM 870, The Answer. Hey, I'm going to give you the phone number right away. It's a new phone number, so grab your pen. Easy to remember, 888-99-RETIRE. eighty eight ninety nine retire Why am I giving you that number? So that is the way for you to get a hold of us anytime, anywhere. Now, why is this important for you? Because you're going to have a question. So many times dealing with your financial professionals... They always seem as if they are smarter than you, Uh, oh gosh, even above you. Here's one of the biggest things that we see. Uh, How many times have you sat down, whether they called you in or you said, hey, I have a question, and you sit down and they start with this 15-page plan, and they go through it step by step. And when you sit there and you look at it, you get lost. In fact, one of you, one of the two of you at least, husband and wife, you sit down, your eyes start glazing over and you don't want to seem like you're dumb. You don't want to seem like you're not figuring this stuff out. So you just kind of nod, you do the furrowing of the brow. And if you're really sharp, you put your hand to your chin and you nod and you say, you know, hmm, couple of huh, couple of huh. And then what do you do? You turn around and you, you try to ask a question that looks intelligent when they say, so do you have any questions? Uh, so uh, here's what really matters to me, sir, ma'am. When me and my wife retire, how much money am I going to have? Well, sir, we're a standard deviation with the ratios of the, uh, uh, the, the alphas. And Look, when I put my money in and I'm ready to stop working and I'm going to retire, I get, my bills are monthly so how much per month am i going to have is that too much to ask is that a little bit out there look total financial solutions we've been around as a company uh for for many years i've been doing this financial uh thing we've just just trying it out here for the last 21 years uh with uh thousands of clients and really have sat down and have almost seen everything under the sun i don't know i, I guess you can never say that but just about every every financial situation comes across. Folks that are just starting out, folks that that are leaving a job. Listen, if you are leaving a job, you're going from one place to another. Your old retirement account should not stay at the same place if you had concerns about them as an employer, the decision-making process that they have, human resources, some of the problems that they may have, because they're the ones that make the decision about your retirement account. And then for some of you, you move your accounts to some of these, these brokers, and here's the biggest problem I have. Take a look at your statement, and look in the top right corner. See who owns it. We saw recently, in fact, I saw it just the other day, a couple of days ago, on a Raymond James statement, client came in and it said, the custodial, the owner of this account, custodial and owner, was Raymond James. Now the client said, well, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to call them. I have to ask them for permission. I got to ask them to do things. Look, maybe that's right for you, but you've got to sit down and say, "Whose money is this? Why is it that every time I try to move money from one broker or one financial system to another, from one group of people to another, why is it when I sit down with them and I turn around, it always seems like I'm asking them permission to get my own money? "Hi, hey, is it okay if I, hey, is it okay if I move money? Hey, is it okay? You go, Come on, buddy, really? Look, one of the biggest mistakes I saw. Client was in her sixties. She sat down with me and she said, "Hey, Arif, you know, this is one of my retirement accounts, but I don't have very much. I have just enough, and this account has two hundred. Let me get the exact numbers. I want to say it's two hundred and forty. No, it's two hundred and sixty thousand dollars. Okay, about two hundred and sixty thousand. That's a lot of money. I don't care who you are. Okay, it's a lot of money. It's her account. She opened the account with about two hundred. All right, no problem. In 4 years, she had earned $60,000. Okay, follow me. Today it's 260. She opened it with 200. All right. So she's earned about 60,000. We call the company, we fill out a little worksheet, folks, and this is the important part. When when you come into the office, we're going to fill out a worksheet. We're going to call the company directly. It's not me or anybody uh, in our office giving you some Uh, pat answer some decision based on, you know, a review of the quick, no, no, this is us calling the company that is currently holding your assets. They are telling us the fees. They are telling us the account values. And then you get to make the decision. Nobody else is going to make it for you. This is your money. The last thing I want you to do is to go through life thinking that you have to ask other people permission for your money. 260,000 she put in, uh, sorry, two hundred thousand she put in. Two hundred and sixty is the value today. Why is that important? Here's what the fees were: about thirty-one thousand dollars in four years. Thirty-one thousand. So here's what basically happened: she earned sixty. Broker in Wall Street got thirty-one thousand. Here's what we did. It's almost like this: one for, or two for you, one for the broker, two for you, one for the broker. Now. The interesting part was when she sat down and, we, and I said, well, how, how old is the broker? Maybe, this, maybe it's a newer person, right, trying to figure this out. She said, oh, he's about 33, 34. I said, well, how long have you been working for this money? Oh, she said, oh, this particular money, you know, was from my old retirement account. I worked for this, uh, oh, probably in my 30s. I said, okay, so let me get this straight. Your broker was in elementary school. You were working for your broker's house payment. When he was in elementary school he didn't even know he was going to buy a house yet, and you're giving him six hundred and fifty dollars a month it wasn't his money he didn't work for it he didn't he didn't sacrifice he didn't do twelve hour shifts he didn't drive in in rush hour traffic. Why is it that your brokers can make almost as much or or half as much or in some cases more than you even make, and you're the one that sacrificed for it look. You're listening to the Total Financial Hour. Our job is to help you find safer options. If it works for you, fantastic. If not, by giving us a call at 888 99 Retire. That's 8899 Retire. 888, right? 997 3847. Why do I want you to give us a call? If you have a question, if you have a problem, we're here for you because what we'll do is we'll sit down and we'll give you an honest uh, assessment, an honest approach, where you get a chance to sit down and say, let me see what's happening. Is this an account that that satisfies my risk, satisfies uh, what you're trying to do? When Dennis and I were talking the other day, we talked about keeping people from being broke. Now he said, "He said, Arif, you know, I've never really seen that as an option. It's not something that people, certainly in the financial world, will ever try to say. They all wanna say, oh, we're gonna make you rich. Can't wait to double your money. We're getting 18% returns year to date, so invest now. Double your money in four years. Why is Total Financial Solutions about keeping you from being broke? Because I think too many people, their job is to try to make you rich. You've got to ask yourself, if they can make me rich, why didn't they do it for themselves? It's because that's not their job. Their job should be to keep you from being broke. Their job should be to keep you from having to to worry about going back to work when you're 78 years old. So that's what we do. When we talk about this, we say, look, one of the options that people have, one of the risks that people have, especially in California, is the tax system. I was with a group of uh, financial professionals just this last weekend. We sat down Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We went over some of the financial stuff that's happening around the country, kind of compare notes. We meet about eight or 10 times a year, and we talk about some of the, the issues that you see. And out of the, the, supposed to be 50, there were 49 folks there, out of the, the 50 or so that regularly attend, there's a common theme. And the common theme is that most people have no idea the fees that they're being charged inside of their account. Look, if you have fees, you're you're... You're spending money. Let's walk through this logically. It doesn't have to be that 15-page financial plan where your broker talks over your head, thinking that uh, you know you're you're dumb. I'm smart. You should pay attention. You know, trust me. Sign here, right? That's that's the normal conversation. It should be. Let's see what this what what is the end result. So here's what happens. They said, Arif, you know, one of the things that we found out because we had little breakout sessions. We said one of the things we found out is that people don't care about all that craziness. They care about how much am I going to have? What are my fees? And when we're bringing this up, I said, you know, how much in fees are you paying? Oh, I don't know. We figured out in this case, uh, in this lady's case, $650 a month. We said, all right, 650 a month. What did you get for that? You see, most of us think that you're supposed to get something when you buy something. When you're giving $650 a month, which by the way is an amazing car payment. If you haven't you know, been shopping for cars lately, you can get a really darn nice car for $650 a month. And it's funny, we had a, a client one time and her uh, her monthly fees were $1,200 a month. She walks in, 1200 a month. We, it took us 15 minutes. We found uh, probably less than 15 minutes. We found every, out everything we needed. And I said, so, okay, so it looks, like, it looks like your fees are $1,200 a month, approximately, right? These are approximate numbers. She said, that's, a, that's more than I spend on my vacation home in the mountains. I said, yeah. She said, well, I guess I am buying a vacation home. It's just, I never get to stay there because my broker has the keys. I said, well, well, that, that's probably right. So when we had to sit down with her, she had to make choices. Same thing with you, right? Some of the guys out there, we think we're supposed to know everything, especially if you're a doctor or if you're a nurse or you're an engineer and you're a professional and you've sat there time and again. And as that expert in your field, you think you're supposed to be an expert in every field. And you sit down and you try to say to yourself, how can I help my family, but I'm a little bit scared. How do I help my family? Well, I'm not really sure. Financial professional like us, maybe we can help. If you want to keep some or part of your money safe, that's what our job is. 888-99-RETIRE, that's 888-997-3847. Okay, so let me touch base on a couple of things. For a lot of us, when you retire, California's tax scenario, you're a little bit concerned. Right? We're a little bit not so, not so happy about it. One of the things I'm pushing for is an increase in the Roth IRA contribution. Uh, been in touch with some of the folks in Washington. We're, we're putting this out and saying, hey, I'd like to see this change. I'd like to see some of the big issues that we see with people retiring. And then we turn around and the tax scenario starts eating up your retirement accounts. Right? You, th- you say, okay, I'm pretty good. The Roth IRA is currently taxed. when you withdraw it it's tax-deferred that means you have no taxes doesn't affect your Social Security doesn't affect your issues when you're trying to say how do I uh, create if you will uh, pay my bills how do I live right so part of that challenge is we're sitting down trying is there a way for us to not pay taxes well that's what the Roth IRA is right it can reduce your taxable event all right I'm gonna jump into pensions here in just a second but before I do we're gonna take a quick call and uh, let's take a look is that Mia me in Los Angeles. Hi, Mia. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. What can I do for you? So I just had a question with regard to universal versus term insurance. Yeah, there's a couple um, of different types of insurances I, out there. Yep. Okay. Oh, no. Uh, I guess my question is I feel like... Um, uh, uh, a financial guy that we're working with keeps pushing universal, and I really don't want to do it. But could you explain to me what this fact, you know, uh, he seems to think is so much better than term insurance? I yes. don't seem to understand because you're paying so much more for universal than term. Okay, here's the difference. Folks, there's uh, three main types of, of life insurance if the purpose for the life insurance is pure death benefit which means i die my family gets the money if it's really purely a deal uh, a strategy on if i pass away my family gets the money term insurance is your best bet 20 year 30 year you go as long as you can afford so if you're younger 30 years is a, is usually the better deal it'll be more expensive and you always want annual renewable and guaranteed term you always want term insurance that has a lifetime, uh, you know, as far as the policy goes. If it's twenty or thirty-year guarantee, that's important. Number one. So do not have it where the policy changes, like it's a thirty-year term but five-year renewable rates. Okay. Second, the the universal term insurance. There's universal. There's variable universal. There's index universal. Here's what a universal does. Universal says, we are going to do this strictly for the income. And that, what that means is, I need to have two or three or four sources of income when I retire. And the universal life policy does... Uh, hold on a second. Let's, yeah. The universal life policy goes out and says, we're going to give you an additional source of income. But you're using a life insurance chassis. Now, what that means is don't do it for death benefit. Do it so that you have purely the income because the dollars that grow inside are cash value. They're tax-free when you retire and when you pull the money out, provided you do it under a loan system. Now, that's important. Death benefit, term insurance. If it's going to be for an income play, meaning I want tax-free income in addition to the Roth IRA, or the Roth 401k. If you're going to do a universal life policy for the death benefit, meaning I want as much life insurance as I can afford, then you're going to end up paying enormous amounts of money. And by the way, as a financial broker, as an insurance professional, we get paid based on the death benefit, not on the premium. So for example, if you pay $100 a month for a term insurance or $100 a month for universal life, that doesn't matter to us. But if you have a million dollars in life insurance, I get paid more money than if you have $50,000. So if the broker says, let's first cover your insurance needs with term insurance, then let's go and say, oh, you need additional income when you retire that's that's tax favored. Now let's do it off of a universal life or an index universal life policy. No problem with that. But they have to squish down the death benefit. In other words, you have to have as much as low as legally possible there's a there's a formula it's called a mech but as low as legally possible so ask your your broker what's the purpose of this insurance the primary purpose if he says life insurance term insurance if he says cash value tax-free income 15 20 25 years from now then universal life is a better way to go hope i answered that question a little bit difficult with the noise in the background did my best thank you for calling mia Folks, uh, you can always get a hold of Thank us at you. you're welcome. 888-99-RETIRE, 888-99-73847. We're going to uh, take a break in a few minutes, but before we do, I want to get into the, the pension crisis. When you retire, when you're positioning yourself to retire, generally you're, all, you're on what's called a fixed income. What is a fixed income? It just means you can't make more money. It's so dumb as a formula because if you're an employee that's on a salary, you're on a fixed income. If you're on an hourly wage where there isn't overtime that's allowed, you're on a fixed income. So I think most people are on a fixed income, unless you're in sales, where, oh, I need to buy a couch, I'm going to work an extra shift this week, or I'm going to call 16 extra people this month, right? There, there may be a way for you to increase your income, but for most people, you're on a fixed income. The challenge is when you are on a pension, is everything about your pension is controlled by other people not by you. Ready for some numbers? I think we have a crisis in this state that is of epic proportion, right? You're going to remember, oh, I heard it here. I heard it right on AM870, the answer. You have to go to work. There's, there's 16% of Americans that are getting pensions from public entities, city, state, county. 16%, All right. Not very many. So, but let's talk about California. If you plan on staying here when you retire, as the state is trying to chase everybody that's legal and everybody that is uh, making more than 200000 a year, they're trying to chase you out. I don't know if you knew that. Surprise. Here's what's going to happen. California's six-figure pension club. That means these folks are retired. They worked 20, 25, maybe even 35 years. Thank you for your service. My goodness. You couldn't get fired unless you punched your boss. You had a union that negotiated with the left hand to the right hand, which means the public sector unions were the ones that were negotiating for the public sector pay for the public sector politicians. It's a circle, folks. Here's what California's six-figure pension club is. 62,000 people from California's pension, 62,000 are making more than $100,000 a year in retirement now I haven't done a study and I don't know if it's even possible to do it but it'd be interesting to see how many of them actually still live in the state of California because most of these people are bringing in a pension and yet their residences Nevada Texas Arizona Idaho Florida Tennessee Wyoming places where there is zero or very low income tax and they certainly don't have this Crazy gas tax increase. And sales tax is ridiculous. Ask yourself this who is going to be paying for these people that are 55, 58 years old that are receiving $100,000 a year? Who? The money doesn't just come from air. The rest of you that are working are going to have to put in more taxpayer dollars just to try to find a way to pay these folks. So they can be on their, their beach house in Key West or sitting in their lanai in Maui or visiting some amazing locals in Fiji. And they're going to have, right? Does does this not drive you crazy yet? 62,000 people that had a public sector job with 100% when they were working, most of them, 100% health care was paid for, couldn't get fired, Guaranteed pay raises and step increases. Look, I want people to make more money. You guys are my clients. Of course I do. But you cannot have one side of the equation say, I want people to make more money. Teachers, firemen, policemen. Yes, you know, uh, uh, supporting each other, going in the battle. I get it, folks. I was a cop. Remember that? Ten years, seven months, and three days, I was a Los Angeles policeman. Right? I, I get it. You guys ran out of the bank and I had to run in the bank. I'm a 22 year old going, huh, somebody better call the police. And then I looked at myself and I said, wow, I am the police. It was an incredible uh, occasion in the neighborhood of, of, of Hazeltine and, and Ventura Boulevard, one of the banks over there, 22 years old, right? They were paying me big money. I thought it was great. And then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's actually really stuff that you have to do. Right? There's a moment in time you realize it and you're grateful and thankful, of course but you cannot pay these people this kind of money when the money isn't there. You have to come to an agreement. 62,000, are you ready for this? This is exciting. There's a couple, not too many, two retired Los Angeles City employees. Earl Pasinger, I knew him. I worked around him when I was a policeman. He's a former deputy police chief. And Emil Mack is a former assistant fire chief. Research that name if you see any kind of controversy there. Each of them in pension benefits, $1.4 million. $1.4 million a year as a pensioner. Folks, how are are we going to pay for that? Right? I, I want these people to make money. You know, they're they're nice people, I'm sure. Right? I'm sure they have great families. Their kids love them. But if you're paying somebody $120,000 a month, if you're paying somebody $25,000 a week, if you are retired, can be anywhere in the world, and as long as you woke up that morning, you're getting $5,000 Monday through Friday, retired. Who's going to pay for that? They're going to tax you, my friends. They have to. There just isn't any money. I, I want to shake the daylights out of you because everybody else goes, Oh, I go to work. Life is good. I got my tapas. I got my wine. Oh, it's pretty good. Oh, it's, oh. did you go to the theater? Oh, my gosh. Isn't it? Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton is stunning. Oh, gas went up a little bit. Ah, oh, never mind. I Ubered it. Who do you think is paying for this stuff? Transparent California says 62,000 people. Here you go. Ready for this? CalPERS, one of the state pension system. Today, not for future liabilities, today is 140 billion dollars in the red. 140 billion dollars in the red. That means they don't the only way to pay for this, ready? 11,000 out of every California household so here's what that means: You went to work. You're a stay-at-home mom. Your husband works a part-time job. You're renting an apartment. You're on the hook for eleven grand so that these pensioners this year, so the pension system can break even. Or you're you're a sole proprietor. You're working your your butt off, right? Your 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 husband is working in construction. You're starting an, an internet business. You're doing the best you can. You're eleven thousand dollars in debt January one to the pension system so these son-of-a-guns can make over $100,000 a year. Do you not see the numbers yet? There's a whole slew of politicians in this state that took for granted the fact that you didn't like math. They took for granted for the fact that you didn't like algebra, and you, you scribbled on your peachy folder during, you know, math 101. That, that's what they're counting on. They're counting on you not being that smart. So they use the shell game. In Los Angeles, the Stanford report suggests that pension debt will grow to over $11,000 per household by 2029. Since 2004, the city has shifted more than $900 million of expenditures from other city services. Why do you think there are homeless people and potholes and graffiti? You think it's because there's nobody paying any money? We're going to come back. We're going to drill it down a little bit more. We're going to talk about the national system. And what does President Trump have to do to fix it? He's got some ideas. In fact, I'm pretty impressed with the attention that he's going to be paying towards this. We'll see if there's anything that happens when we come back. You're listening to me, Eric Halaby, on the Total Financial Hour on AM 870, The Answer. Hey, welcome back to the show. Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby. My name eight seventy the answer. All right, folks. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-997-3847. That's how you get on the air with us. Uh, all right, listen, I want to say happy Veterans Day. I'm remiss for not uh, doing that at the top of the hour. Uh, to all those veterans, women, men that served our great nation. Do you understand, folks? Look, there, it's one thing... To work for your family, a lot of Americans do that, and, and honorably so, and I, I appreciate and respect those folks that do. It's one thing to work at a shelter or or help feed homeless people, right? I, I think those are amazing things. But when you're a man or a woman who serves your great nation, both as a firefighter and a police officer, I'm not putting the men and women down. Those folks, listen, when when there's a fire, you don't run in to go put it out, you run out and call somebody. These are good people. And our veterans are, are, I think, even two steps above that because they go far away and they serve in a place that often never says thank you. And when they come back to this country, they blend right back in and they say, and go back to the world, go back to life. Just continue, live. So I want to say thank you. Happy Veterans Day to all those that served our great nation, men and women in the United States. All right, we're talking about Uh, some of the pension systems. There's a reason that I'm beating this stuff up, guys, Uh, and it's really two big reasons. Number one is they are going to tax your retirement and your income in the state of California, whether it's a special assessment, whether it's on your property tax. They have to. There isn't money. It's not a left or right. The politicians in Sacramento we should do a study and look at the last 20 years of these folks and how many of them actually still, quote, live in the state or have residences outside the state of California, right? They, they retire and yet they pay taxes based on their, their condo in, in uh, Tahoe or they live in South Carolina or Georgia, wherever they retire to. And we need to ask ourselves, these are the people that are passing laws. They kind of burn the village on their way out of town and say, all right, you guys, I created a mess. You fix it because I'm retired now. I'm getting my state government pension because that's what they're doing. We take a look here at uh, Sacramento, you know, that the bastion of, of liberal <laughs> liberalism. You guys know we're a one-party state, right? The, the Republicans in the state of California are virtually, oh, I don't want to say irrelevant, but virtually irrelevant. Nothing that we want to do. Uh, I guess we can make things a little bit less worse. But there's a difference between going bad and good. Wouldn't that be nice to just go good for a moment instead of bad or less bad? (laughs) You're still on the crummy side of the equation. For more than three decades, California's vast pension systems have routinely urged folks to make investments, the, the systems to make investments by just, quote, do the right thing. Sacramento reports that, hey, doing the right thing is the guidance that they are getting. So 12 of the state's congressional Democrats asked the pension officials to take action, and they argued that the right thing was to do what? Break the law. Break the law by doing a couple of things. Jeopardize the funds, invest in socially whatever things, without applying a mathematical principle. That's great. Oh, I know. Let's invest in Solyndra. Oh, oh, wait. Isn't that an amazing do the right thing it's solar energy right global warming all that craziness right Uh oh uh -oh, uh, what happened to it it disappeared didn't it Solyndra went bye-bye Solyndra went bye-bye where did it go oh it went out of business remember that mess that was covered up by CNN and MSNBC let me explain it to you very simply how it happened when a company borrows money they go in a position of debt in other words if if the system if the company goes out of business The company liquidates. In other words, it has to pay people it owes. First, it pays the employees. Then it pays the taxes. And then the investors, whatever's left, they get money. Well, when Solyndra went out of business, the investors are in a particular order. Basically, the last one in gets the least amount of money. Well, what happened was the federal government lent money and said, fine, we're going to lend you money. But we need to be right up there right after the employees get paid. We need to go all so all the other debt holders have to sign something that say, We go right up to the top of the list, says the federal government, meaning we're next in line to get paid after taxes and employees are paid, right? Well, a few weeks before Solyndra goes out of business, they renegotiate a deal with the President Obama's administration, signed off and, and made aware by him to do what? To take the federal government and move it to the bottom of the list. And to put all of his friends in between the employees and taxes and the federal government, meaning the federal government gets nothing because they sold off everything, liquidated stuff, sold off stuff, contracts, patents, uh, pickup trucks, desks, whatever was in there. And all of those people, his friends, got paid before the federal government says, now it's our turn to get paid because there wasn't anything left. You go Arif, that's that's old news. Arif, that's last administration. Who do you think is going to pay that, you guys? They are going to tax your retirement account. Because you're the only one with money. Your 26-year-old kid that sleeps on your couch and plays video games to 3 in the morning with 60,000 in student loan debt. You really think that kid has any money to pay any taxes? He's barely making his coffee bill. And now we're asking him to pay tax? No, it's you. It's your retirement accounts, and if it was a right, you know the conservatives in the state in this country, I would say so. But it is the left that has jacked this. Oh, Eric, the unfunded wars—no problem. You decide which planes and which buildings you want to be blown up next. Then we can argue that wars, you know, can always be Monday morning quarterback. But you can't tell me that we can't stand up and fight for this. Here's the other part: Wall Street has stepped in. And they are using your retirement account as a piggy bank. Now you say, well, what does that mean? What do you mean? Take a look at the fees you are paying. Take a look at the income riders. Take a look at the M&E charges. Take a look at the 12 B1 fees. Those are all fees. The traditional 401k? How many fees do you think they have? Just a regular 401k. Eh, big, you know. Fidelity, Janus, that doesn't matter, they're all, the, they're all big, big, Vanguard, yeah. Between 14 and 18 different fees, legal fees, transaction fees, management fees, 14 to 18 different fees, because folks will come to us and they'll say, here's my account, I'll say, why do you have an, a minus there, what does that mean? They go, well, what do you mean? I go, it looks like you lost money, we're in the the, the largest market increase ever, so Why is this? I don't know. Let's call the company. Call the company. We take a look at it. Surprise. Everybody else is making money and they made a little bit. Or everybody else is making money and they lost. 95% I think it's somewhere around there. Not me saying this. Mutual Fund Money Magazine. 95% of the of the mutual funds don't even that are managed in other words some 36 year old is in there doing something some 27 year old you know with his MBA from wherever is buying selling i did some research here's what i found out they didn't even beat the S&P 500 which is just putting money there and going to sleep and waking up in 25 years 95% plus didn't even beat it so what are you buying what are you paying for i don't know 888-99-RETIRE, 888, that's 888-99-RETIRE, that's 997 3847 888 888-99-RETIRE. Give us a call if you have a question. Happy Veterans Day to all of our veterans serving out there and uh, here and abroad. I know that we have a lot of folks listening on, on the AM870 app. You can pick that up at the App Store and on Google Play. Listen to us anywhere, anywhere in the country. Some of these folks listen to us far away Serving our nation. I want to thank you guys uh, and gals for doing that. Okay. We're going to continue here. I've got another uh, question for you. Transparent California. Have you ever heard of that? Transparent California. It's a website. You click on Transparent California. It, type in the city, state, county. Community colleges. Commu- oh, community colleges. Helping out our citizens. Great little, little folks. Why is it the top, oh, I don't know, 10, 15? Make millions when you add it all up. Millions of dollars for helping out that single mom, 18 years old. She struggled. She's working. She's working three jobs to pay for those books, by the way, that are just a bunch of baloney. But those books that are revised, did you know history? They just keep writing a new book so that you can spend $350 on that book. That single mom, so that the chancellor can make $300,000 a year, because, you know, twenty five grand a month, so that those poor kids. Folks, you've got to ask yourself, public service. Remember way back when, when you served? You said, listen, I know. I, when I was a policeman, I came on at 21 years old, right? Los Angeles Police Department. I remember at 23 or four, I was helping train guys that were 27, 29, because we were in the early nineties. And so these men that I was training, right, man, I was much younger than them. They had law degrees, some of them. They had engineers, some of them, one of them had a PhD. And they said, Arif, can you help train them? I said, sure, right? Because they knew what they did, but they didn't know being a police officer. And I sat down, I would train these guys. And I said, so why did you become a cop for $32,000 a year? They said, oh, well, because I got laid off. Every single every t- time there was a new project, a new aerospace project in Sacramento or in, in uh, Washington, D.C., there was a new, some sort of engineering project. It would happen for six months, and then I'd get laid off. Great pay for 18 months, and then I'd get laid off. They said, I was tired of that. I wanted a job. I knew I was going to make less money, but I wanted a job with a pension and where I could never be let go. I said, oh, okay, that's kind of nice. That's, that's cool. Today, boy, what a, what a dream come true. You can't have public service and pay them the same amount, because if you do that, there just isn't enough money. Something has to give. Transparent California, $100,000 per year in income as a pensioner, where it's $62,474 as of October 18th, 2017. 62,474 people make over $100,000 a year. Your federal dollars, pay attention for just a minute. Social Security, Medicare is where a majority of the dollars go, and those are pre-done. You would think they're paid for by you. Your retirement account should not have extra fees because you're going to need it. The tax is the way they're going to be eating up the stuff just so you could pay your bills. All right. You're listening to Total Financial Hour on AM870. The answer here's our number one more time 888 99 Retire, 888 997 3847. Where's our money go in the federal government? A lot of it goes directly to, believe it or not, Social Security, Medicare. Right away, that's about half. Add in their defense, it's a big deal. Add in their defense you're looking about another 15-16%. So right off the bat, you're somewhere in the neighborhood of about 65 cents of every dollar that comes in is exactly what the federal government is supposed to do. Provide a very very shallow safety net, but a safety net. And protect the borders. All of this craziness about having them get involved in education and and the natural environment and some of that it It takes away from the job of the federal government, did you not know that? federal government's job is not to get in and tell schools how to run a how to run an educational system. The federal government's job is to say, we're not even going to tax the money to begin with, and we're going to make it so that you can decide your own fate because you can elect your school board members. you can elect your city council members and you you can go and show up at their uh meetings. I can't go to Sacramento for Tuesday night's meeting, right? Can you? I can't go to Washington, D.C. to go meet with my congressman every other week. But I see my city council member at the grocery store. I can see them at a baseball game. I can see them walking down the street. They can't hide. They can't play this uh, DeLeon Baloney, which is, you know, our our state-centered leader, state leader in in the state of California, Kevin Leon amazing the socialistic anti-american direction that this man is going he will take your money you have to watch yourself there is no other way for you to back up and watch your own money why because the arrogance of them said if you have the nerve to retire in the state of california we are going to take an enormous amount of your income take a look we did the math we did the math we run some money school classes kind of fun we went some educational classes. We sat down, and people were were thinking that oh, the rich rich should pay more money. We said, great. So who's the rich? I mean, uh, that's fine. Everybody fair share. When you say the word fair share, I go uh oh, communism. I see it. Get the sickle out. Here it comes. Put on the red bandana. Communism. Fair share. Do you think they're rich? Because everybody thinks everybody else is rich. Did you know that? <laughs> I sit down with folks that make sixty thousand a year. I have clients that make. I don't know, 500000 a year. And both of them think each other, they both think themselves as middle class. One might say lower middle class. One might say upper middle class. But both of them consider themselves middle class. But when you have those individuals that are making 500000 a year, and I go to the $60,000 a year gentleman or lady, and I say, hey, boy, that guy's making 500000 Oh, that guy's rich. He should pay his fair share. I said, well, well, how much is that? What, what should we take? I don't know. Well, I don't know. Half. All right. So you're going to take half. Now, do you think he or she says, well, I'm going to keep working so that every time I make a dollar, I give a dollar to the federal government and the state government? Probably not. So we did this, we did this on the board. We took in your, your property tax. Did you know property tax was a tax? Ooh, Car registration tax sales tax, tax, income tax, payroll tax. We were somewhere in the neighborhood of about 70 to 72% of the dollars that you make, not including the purchases that you made with the other 30% of your money. Right? If you go to a grocery store and they had to pay gasoline tax for the big truck to drive it and unload it. Some of that those groceries were not actually the quality or the product of the grocery. Some of it had to be the gasoline tax. So the reason I'm spending more money at the grocery store, even though you might say, well, in California, groceries are not subject to sales tax, right? But the lady or the guy that drove the big truck there had to pay gasoline tax and the employer had to pay massive payroll taxes. So the cost of a bushel of whatever goes up because of these taxes. My point is, if you're going to choose to stay in California, you have two choices. Be conditioned to give at least half of your money between state and federal taxes away or more, probably closer to 70%. Or take action and fight these leftists, these progressive crazies in in Sacramento. Folks, if you don't support conservative values, I don't care. Listen, socially, that's not my place to jump into that. This is a financial show. But conservative fiscally, these people are taking your money. They retire with one of these pensions and they go far away to another state and they take the money that they earned here and they spend it there and leave you with the tax bill. You can say gay marriage this and transsexual that and double dip bathrooms this. I don't care. You do whatever you want. But at the end of the day, when I go to work for my family, I don't want to make it so that my dollars go to other people if I can help it, right? I want to protect some of my dollars. So keep this in mind. This is important as you're building in part of your life. You know, Dennis, uh, as I mentioned the other, earlier, Dennis and I were, were talking the other day about keeping people from going broke. Total Financial Solutions job is to not make you rich. You go, Eric, I thought you were a financial guy. Yeah. Total Financial Solutions Arif Hallaby our job is to not make you rich that was your profession that's what you went to school for that's what your habits led you to that's what your savings that's what 15 20 25 30 years of savings our job is to keep you from going broke now is that not a big change i think it is cuz your financial guy or gal will say hey you know we're going to double dip your your rule of 70 look bud how about i gave you 500,000 I don't want the market to go backwards and for me to lose 500,000 oh well we're gonna we're diversified got it so how much can I lose and they say well look mrs. client mr. client 20 percent is a correction we think the correction is 20 percent so that's wrong for you to make money it's never wrong to make money why is it your broker will tell you when the market goes backwards it's a correction kinda to make you feel bad that you were making money why is it that it's not a correction on their fees I'll tell you what hey this year I think there's gonna be a correction on your fees so that means I want to pay less in fees let's correct your fees Wall Street broker fancy two named financial company right friend of mine said this the other day Goes, hey, error have you ever noticed if the company has two names they tend to charge lots of fees, so I went through in my head, I went, huh, huh, huh? Merrill? huh? You, Oh my gosh, you're right. Like there are very few of them with one name. Two names charge you fees. I don't know if that's some sort of marketing ploy or just kind of happened with mergers and acquisitions, but our job is to keep you from going broke, earn reasonable rates of return. We'll grow as we grow. If the market goes backwards. We're not going to lose a penny. We may not grow. In some, some years, we might get a zero. Right, so some years we're going to get. A, I can promise you, in 10-year period of time, we're going to have at least one or two or three zeros. It's just going to happen, and we may have one or two or three double-digit returns. And when you average it all out, three to six percent, maybe four, five, six, maybe three, four, five, but right in there. This year we're getting much higher. We're getting tens and 11s and 12s. Great. Next year we might receive a zero. When that happens. You average it out, divided by two, you're right at five or six, right? So if you keep in mind that your job is to keep ahead of inflation, to go grow reasonable rates, and to keep yourself from going backwards, our job is to take the account that you want to make safe, to get it out of the market. Some are part of it, you decide, to grow at reasonable returns. Total Financial Solutions. We run workshops. A lot of financial people do. I encourage you to come to ours just to see how we're different. If you like us, great. If you don't, that's okay. At least you get a, a nice dinner or seminar meal or whatever out of it. You can always come to our office, get a chance to meet. We have offices in, in the Santa Clarita Valley, Simi Valley. Uh, we have offices in Glendale uh, and uh, Lancaster, Palmdale. I was trying to think of every place. Uh, and plus we have uh, offices that we can use on a temporary basis for our, our clients down in Long Beach, Bellflower, La Palma in the uh, southern L.A. area. So... Listen, I encourage you, why? Because you have to get a second opinion. You've got to look at things. Say, do I have to pay for the kind of income that I need? And the answer is probably no. But at least you'll have a choice. Because so many times you sit down and your brokers will move stuff around. They'll use fancy words like diversification and we're using... Uh, and you sit there and say, okay, so... Uh, oh, okay, uh. How much am I going to have per month when I retire again? Uh, How much does this cost me every month again? That's all I want to know, just those two things. Because the rest of this stuff is your job, that's why I hired you. When the plumber comes to your house, he's not saying, now I'm using a 14-foot snake and I'm using a crescent wrench with an elbow. No, you just say, hey, plumber, can you do me a favor and clean the drain? Thank you, I'll pay you. But you wouldn't pay the plumber who didn't do a job for you just showed up with the nice tools had an amazing truck it was clean man the man's uniform was pressed why would you pay the plumber if he didn't clean out the drain why are you paying your broker if they're not keeping your money safe why are you paying your broker when he or she is making nearly as much money or in some cases more money than you are it's insane remember you have to fight for your own money nobody else will I know you don't like it. I know some of you are bugged by it. I know some of you are just want to, I just, I just hate money. I I hate it because I don't understand it. I understand that. That's our best client because we keep it simple, easy to understand. They walk in. We are a perfect fit. We can create and build a plan for income for you by talking to your financial professionals, such as your CPA. Maybe you keep a financial advisor for some of your risk money. No problem with us. We talk to your estate planning attorney. If you have one and you need one, great. We we sit down with them all. We say, here's what we can do. You never want to deal with a financial professional who tells you they are good at everything. Say, what can you do? I can do everything. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. I could do everything. Well, I, I understand you may have the licenses and you could. I got it. But what are you good at? No, no, no. What are you great at? Because I wouldn't go to a, a doctor who says, yeah, I went to medical school. I can, I can give you flu shots. And, and um, man, you got a tummy problem? I've I got the medicine for you. I can help you fix your, your indigestion. But you know what I'm really good at? I'm a brain surgeon. I say, buddy, I'll tell you what. I'll go for you, to you for the brain surgeon because Arif, Total Financial, we're the brain surgeon in your financial life, keeping your money safe. You want to go to a general practitioner doctor who, quote, can do everything? I'll tell you what, you'll let them do that. Give us a call at 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for listening to this hour of the program. A little harsh today because it was a tough week watching all these folks pay fees. They didn't have to. So come to us, Total Financial Solutions. 888-99-RETIRE. That number works even after hours. Thanks for joining us. I'm Arif Halliby on AM870, The Answer. The Total Financial Hour, featuring Arif Halaby, president of Total Financial Solutions, designing higher income strategies with a conservative approach. Protecting your principal and your earnings while getting you reasonable gains and reliable income, making you confident of your retirement income planning. Araf Halaby has your answer.